Okay, good evening, MBT. Hey, welcome to Missionary Prayer Night. My name is Del Thomas. I'm one of the leaders here at uh, MBT. I actually have a, a fellowship that I run on Sunday mornings. A lot of the young people in here are like, who is this guy? Uh, because your class, well, you're in here when our class is going on down in, uh, what's the building called? Meyer Building. And so, of course, I can't remember anything, right? Um, so yeah, so that's who I am, that's what I do. And I have something I really wanna share with you. Now we kinda have this new series that we're gonna start where we're gonna be using just various leaders to kinda share their heart about missions. And one of the things that, that I want to tell you is that there is a privilege to missions. It's a privilege to be a part of it. And you may not feel like that, you may not know a whole lot about it. Maybe this is your first time coming. And so I hope to just kind of clarify some things just so you know really how to see your heart move forward. I can look on the back corners there and we have our various trips uh, signage so that way you could, you could be a part of it. You could say, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give to that particular locale. But man, I'm trusting God that you would, uh, you get some plane tickets. You need to go, you need to see it. And so my purpose tonight is this, is to encourage everybody to be a part of the mission in 2023 and beyond. I believe if you come along with this biblical mindset that I believe that the Lord has led me to and grown me up to, it's gonna guarantee that I'm gonna, I'm gonna go somehow, some way, every year. And so I wanna start with something very important. Ideally, you know, when we talk about missions, it can sound like an invitation from us, and it absolutely is that. But I want you to understand, and maybe even write this down, there is a commandment of opportunity that has been given. Now notice how it says commandment of opportunity. So you are being told to do this. In Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it says this, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, not a suggestion, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. See, in short, he's just saying, take what I have given and give it away. And the thing that I want those of you that are saved in this room to consider is what is it that the Lord has given you and then to ask you, are you giving that away? What may be holding you up from sharing that gospel? What may be holding you up from inviting somebody to your Bible study or to your fellowship or to your own home to open the word of God? And now we say these mission trips, oh man, that's for somebody else. No, this is to you. See, we can, we can fall short of taking advantage of obeying this command because we often look at our lack as a reason to not engage. What he's asking sounds impossible. And then you know you better than any of us know you and you say, what abilities do I have to go? What do I have to say? What can I say? I'll just trip over my own words. 
This cannot be farther from the truth. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 29, for you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen. Yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. See, that's the whole point. Being awesome isn't something that the Lord is looking for. Just being available. And so this is hopefully having you understand there's this commandment and it's an opportunity for you to be a part of. And now I just laid this groundwork for you so that you understand that you don't have to be fully capable in all of these ways. You just gotta say, here I am. See, the point is, the Lord wants no flesh to glory in his presence. When you're out there doing that work, it's to his glory, not yours. This is why we need multiple types of trips and what we have available to you this year. We need some for evangelism, some for discipleship, some to encourage the body, of which I've had an opportunity to do for multiple years in Tampa. A lot of you don't know that I spent probably about a five-year window going to Tampa, just helping them put on a, a fall festival. And one thing I realized, and I remember, I think Van Sneed was with me on this trip, and I said, Van, do you realize that the, we're putting these booths together and none of their people are doing that because they're at work? We had to be there. How are we going to get ready for the festival if there's nobody to put the booths together, put, put the hay down to, to make the place ready so that it can be an, an, an invitation to the public? I saw it in Malawi, the need to encourage the believers in discipleship, to have the heart that Jesus has for discipleship. I saw it in India for pastors that needed to have doctrinal truth given to them, even though they had been through seminary. There's some physical work that needs to be done. You know, Tampa is opening their building, but I think some of you went down to help tear some stuff down. Or just to go to the field and pray for discovery trips. See, we have all of these different things that are available because remember it said earlier, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever. That's a big net. And there's a lot of need. And surely you could feel that need. All of these opportunities are in lockstep with the will of the Father. In Romans 12, 1, 2, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, dying to self proves God's will to you. Did you know that? 
You notice it says that you may prove. Well, you get a chance to see that proof for yourself when God uses you. In 1 Corinthians 15, I'm sorry, in Psalms 34, 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. See, you got you to gotta get out there and, and, and just try it. Don't let all of the things that you know you can't do be the reason why you don't do. See how God might use you. <laughs> he wants to. If he can use me, you know, Pastor Sam always talks about a hillbilly. I'm going to say a ghetto kid from around here. This is my neighborhood. I went to Paseo High School. What do I know? Why should I be in India? Why should I be any of the places that I've been? I didn't go to any of those places for vacation. The Lord has burdened my heart, and I believe today that he could burden yours. And that there's one of these locations that you need to be assigned to. You should go. The other thing that dying to self will do is it proves God's will to others around you. And so you absolutely want to be a part of that. There are friends and family members that are going to think you crazy because you're setting aside resources in order to go to some trip that they would never go to. And it gives you a platform and an opportunity in which to speak and tell them what you saw and what God had you do. One trip in particular, just from my, my memory of something that was really unexpected, was when we went to DR, Dominican Republic, for those of you that don't know DR, I'm not talking about a doctor. <laughs> and Dominican Republic. And I remember going on that trip and I was a bit discouraged for kind of a, a, a period of it because ultimately my whole time there was I, I built a door. Now by trade, I'm a welder. I was a union iron worker here and I teach welding at one of our local community colleges. And I remember just thinking, man, God, did you send me down here to put this door down here? And I was a bit discouraged until I talked to the pastor. And he said for three years, they've been trying to get that door built. They had paid people and they took the money and ran. So now here I come and I'm kind of moping, doing something. <laughs> and the Lord just said, hey, son, hey, wake up. What are you doing? Because I wanted it to be what I thought it was going to be. And I, no, just be the tool. So my question is this, we understand the, the mission trips that we have available to us and we understand that, man, we can kind of look at those things as a high. But now let me just ask you a question about right now. What are you doing to take advantage of opportunity here? See, I, it's super easy to think about mission trips in a way that's like, ah, these distant lands and Man, you got all these YouTubers and they travel and they make it look so good and they're eating street food and it's cool, right? They're hiking, it's Patagonia everywhere. <laughs> but listen, you need to take advantage now. And the first thing is this, 
If you haven't taken advantage of the gift that is freely given of salvation, then you can't take advantage of these trips. Your right now is to face the Lord Jesus Christ in salvation. See yourself as the sinner that he says that you are. And believe on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you do that, then that would op open you up for any other possibility to be useful for his glory for the rest of your life. But until that happens, man, you're excluded. But for the rest of us, are you a member yet here at MBT? Are you in one of our Bible studies? One of our fellowships? Have you signed up yet for COD? Are you in discipleship? Have you signed up for F2 or F3? Are you in LFBI? Because all of those are opportunities for you to be a part of the work that's here. And so I don't want you to have some distant view of some foreign land to go and wear your North Face and take pictures and selfies. And, man, take opportunity now. Remember, God is one to use you right now to communicate his will. And so listen, very quickly, out of obeying the commandment of opportunity, because that's what the Great Commission is, dying to self and taking advantage of what is available right here to you, that will form a biblical mindset. That's what it took for it to transfer for me. I had heard the gospel. I remember saying, I will not go on foreign lands. Why would I do that? I like it too much here. There's no barbecue there in those places. <laughs> a biblical mindset that says ministry is a privilege. And so lady and, ladies and gentlemen, listen, the thing that I want you to go away with is what you're involved in right now is a privilege and for you to go on those trips is absolutely still a privilege. Whether it is here or there, it's a privilege that we get to be a part. And so there's three things that I want you to take away this evening. Write these down. It is a privilege to be able to see what God is doing in the world. It is a privilege to be able to see what God is doing in the world. Why is that? Because you need to understand that God doesn't need you. He wants you. One of the most humbling things that I have ever found, anytime that I go to these places, I don't, they didn't need me to show up. The Holy Spirit is already there and working. The gospel is already there. There's already a key man. They don't need me. So now you get to see now, oh, in humility, I can understand that this is a privilege. But in our mindset, a lot of times, and, I, and I'm just, American mindset is anywhere that I touch ground at, they needed me to be there. And that, boy, that is a lie. Amen. Second thing I want you to get down, it is a privilege to suffer for the cause of Christ. It is a privilege to suffer for the cause of Christ. Missions will challenge your mind, body, and spirit, so be prepared. Don't be shocked 
that there is spiritual warfare on the trip and beforehand. Don't be shocked that you have allocated resources and then you lose your job. The car, something's going to go wrong with it. Believer, understand that these are expected things. The devil does not want you to go and see what it is that God has for you. Some of you, it's a challenge even just to be here on Sunday and Tuesday for the same reason. You're engaging in battle. And just putting your name on one of those little placards back there, doesn't, that doesn't scare the devil. He's just going to ramp up what it is to try to distract you away from that. So if the Lord is the one that's going to lead you and you feel like the Holy Spirit is guiding you to be on that trip, then go. Set aside whatever it is that you need to set aside in order to go. Don't be distracted. Go. Last one. It is a privilege to serve the body outside of this local body. Listen, the love that we have in this place is epic. I love it. I, you know, when I do get to see for the Kayans that I don't know, there's a group of your leadership there that I do know very well. If they're in the hallway, I can't get from that door to that door without a thousand hugs. I love it. But listen, you ain't seen love till you have somebody stay up till 11 o'clock at night in El Salvador and then feed you beans and eggs after you just got off the plane. I'm telling you, you don't know me from Adam, and you stayed up late just to feed me, just to welcome me. You don't know what love is until you're getting food prepared for you in Malawi that they don't eat that well unless you are there. It's humbling. And in your American mindset, the only thing you want to do is just throw dollars at the situation. And it doesn't need any of that. See, the reason it's a privilege to serve the body outside of this local body is because you will discover you've received more blessing than you provided. You need that kind of humility. And so I leave you with this. These are our prayer points. I'm sorry it's not a full sentence. Serene was on my head. She was like, what? Rewrite this. <laughs> my first prayer point is this. Where to, Lord? It's time that you start asking a more difficult question instead of cutely structuring your words so that there's no real answer. I'm praying for this place. I'm not praying that I go to it, but I'm just praying for it. Blanketly. Where to? Maybe the Lord says here. Maybe the Lord says to COD. Discipleship. LFBI. Maybe he says Nairobi. The next one is, reveal to me ways that I need to count the costs. Remember I said, it's good for you to suffer. So we got to kind of get out of this mentality of always everything being comfortable. How do I need to count the cost? What do I need to give up in order to make sure that I can go after you've told me that location? What things do I need to set aside? How do I need to prepare? 
And the last one is this. Lord, make me flexible and useful for your purpose. Mission trips absolutely required us. Just like I said, I didn't intend to go and build a door, but I'm grateful that I got the opportunity to bring relief to a church that had been looking for three years to, for a door. And there's nothing exciting or sexy about that. And I can't tell you that there were 50 salvations, but they have a door that opens and closes because in DR, they don't have air condition. So they very much need that door to open because it creates a pathway of air so that people aren't distracted hearing the word of God. That's what I got a chance to do. You understand? Be flexible. Stay close to your leaders. Help them. 